This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today on Dr. Phil. My sons Andrew and Justin refuse to move out. They say they're adult twins. You gave them an eviction notice. Are ungrateful. You bought them this house. You said the garage was too small. Disrespectful. How do you get them to move out? Tow truck. Big time moochers. We were raised for the sole purpose of taking care of them. This is elder abuse. You are being abused. Plus. All of us have had to kick George out of our houses. Will this family freeloader. He has lived with you, stolen from you. Get kicked to the curb. I don't plan on living with any one of them anymore, even if (laughs) I have to live out on the street. That's good. My feelings are not hurt at all. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. It matters to you. That's what I want to talk about. Are we ready in the booth? Let's do it. Go, Dr. Phil. There are just no jobs out there right now. My parents knew I wouldn't be able to pay rent or bills when I moved in. I'd rather be unemployed than do a job that is beneath me. (laughs) It's been nine years doing a Dr. Phil show, and I must have heard at least a thousand excuses from moochers. Take a look. My son Ryan is the biggest moocher ever. He makes it to the couch and that's pretty much where he sits the rest of the day. The couch has now taken the shape of his butt. I mooch because it's easier to do than work. I mooch because they love me. Why don't you work? I just have a lot of problems. I got ADHD. I don't like mornings. I dislike working. I'm being screwed my whole life. What can I do? I just have bad luck. What is your job plan? I'm currently seeing surgeons and... Because you can't work because of your back. Well... My 38-year-old brother Jeff is a mega moocher. He's been living off my 91-year-old grandpa in his basement for 18 years. The way I perceive it is as long as I don't have a family to support, I don't have to work as hard. I didn't have a vehicle at the time, so it was kind of difficult for me to find a job. I have too much stuff, too many cars, trailers, trucks, motorcycles, stuff that you can't just move into an apartment. Mom and dad's expectations are too high. Well, the last excuses were from my first guest, 24-year-old twin brothers whose parents, Karen and Rex, say their Klingon kids are driving them crazy. My sons, Andrew and Justin, refuse to move out. This is mom and dad's house, and 15 feet to the left is the guest house where we live, and then the garage is two feet to the left of that. They're trying to create a car business, but they're using my home as a base for their business, but paying no overhead. They're just mooching right now. If you look around our property, there's about eight cars, a truck, a utility trailer, quads, two motorcycles, and even a canoe. We've been trying to get 
our sons to move out on their own. We even bought them a home. It was only a two-car garage, and they wouldn't move. I can't move out. I have too much stuff, too many cars, trailers, trucks, motorcycles. We've even offered to pay the rent, find them a place to live, and they won't go. We felt like this house is our own. I mean, our parents are older, so this is how they're here for us, by giving us a place to stay. We've given Andrew and Justin a 30-day formal notice. I offered them $5,000 to move. They said no. They're using all of my storage rooms. They've taken over my life. They say they are entitled to stay here with us for free because we had them. They didn't ask to be brought into this world. We went away, and when we came back, Justin had broken into the house. He walks in and out and takes whatever he wants, whenever he wants. They just keep coming over the fence, so they destroyed the wrought iron, so I put barbed wire up. The locking of things is really a nightmare. I locked the house, I locked the garage, I locked my toolboxes. We are prisoners in our own home. They allow friends to come over and work on their cars when it's against the rules. People come over for a drink at one, two, three in the morning when our rule is that they need to have everyone out by 10 p.m. I'm always up at 10 o'clock walking the yard to make sure that there's nobody in the yard. I'll get up at one o'clock in the morning and there's people in the apartment playing games. The television runs all night long. It's just abuse. They have no respect for me. The boys have control of us in our home. I know we've given it to them, but we don't know how to get it back. Well, I'm kind of speechless. <laughs> L listen, I've been doing this a long time, and I'm not often speechless. Um, I I I'll get to you two in a minute. But let me talk to you guys first. Rex, you don't want them there anymore, right? They need to be on their own. They need to be on their own. Right. So you want them gone? They drive me crazy, yeah. Okay. And y'all are twins. That's twins. And how old are you? 24. 24. Are you embarrassed to be living with mommy and daddy at, at 24? I, I'm embarrassed, but I've had a few setbacks. You know I me, mean? I've crashed twice had bills and stuff I've had to take care of, so. Well, how about you? Are you it's embarrassed? It's a comfort zone for me. Pardon me? A comfort zone. Okay, you say you don't know how to get them out? What, what do you mean? You've tried, right? Oh, yes. What, what have you done? We've offered them money to go, uh, bought a home You've for them. You've offered them money to go? From your house? We, we've asked them to go, and like, usually when you ask, grown adults, young adults to go. They wouldn't want to stay there if they're not wanted there and they won't go. And then yes, we've offered them money. Like they say they don't have money. So we're trying to overcome the objections. If you don't have money, okay, we'll give you money. We'll sign for you, we'll put you up. And they go, no, because in three or four months I won't enough, have enough money to stay there on my own anyway. Okay. And we you, bought- You bought them this house. Yes, we even bought a house and- um, You bought them the house. We bought them- You said, them. here's a free house. They need, well, they need well, to make payments, but right? yes, yes, yes. I, t I told you, Dr. Phil, I'm desperate. <laughs> you said the garage was too small? Yes. <laughs> is that right? I have too many stuff. I can't leave it there. Like, Tell Dr. I Phil to pay? everything well, you Well, why have. is that his problem? It's not. Why is it her problem? It's not. Well, apparently it is. I mean, you say, I would move, but I have too much stuff. Well, that was six years ago, and we weren't ready for it then. I wasn't ready for a house. I wasn't ready for it. I mean, now I'm ready for it, but have they offered us that situation now? Have they had, has that money ever touched our hands when they offered it to us? No. It's not now. That's a long They don't time owe ago. you that money. Then they don't. But they have they never don't, offered I'm, that Listen, to us. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like having a hard time 
wrapping my mind around this. They don't owe us anything. But you, you say that, which one of you was it said that they, we didn't ask to be brought into this world? That was you? Both. Oh, yeah. Both. We were, we, were raised Both. For, we were raised for the sole purpose of taking care of them when they get older. Oh, boy, that's got to make you nervous. <laughs> I am older. Start taking care of me. I said, I said this would be one of the most challenging ones for you, Dr. Phil. Oh, but see, this would, I could solve this in an hour if I was just there where you are. How? Tow truck. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. With an S. No. With an S, yes. <laughs> he threatens us. Seriously, I mean, come on. I mean, come on. You, at least you're disrespectful. I mean, you don't even... Karen and Rex say not only do their boys take advantage of them for free rent and bills, but they also verbally abuse them. Take a look at this. The boys have no respect for Rex and I. Just because they're older doesn't mean we have to respect it. When she tries to talk to them, they blow her off. Andrew definitely breaks all the rules. He talks back, has no respect. It's just like it's his house, not ours. Andrew and I have pushed. We've wrestled pretty heavily, and uh, that scares me. Justin does not break the rules, but he will be verbally abusive. He goes and says the nastiest, meanest, worst things ever. He's like, I'm kill you. I hope you die, old man. He'll cuss him, tell him to shut the up, and like, I hate you. Really? Oh, gosh. Under what theory do you two think you speak to your parents in that way? I, I, tell me how that works. I, I, don't, I don't get that. It takes two to fight. It takes two to respect. It's a two-way street. Really? And I, and I heard you say, I'm not going to respect them just because they're older. Right? It's, no, it's, it's an ageist thing. It's, it's just, what? It's an ageist thing. Well, you know what? I think you should take your philosophy and pack your ass out the front gate, is what I think. I kid you none. You can have that high-handed, self-righteous, sanctimonious philosophy somewhere else. Are you, are, is there, look, just one old boy to another here. Is there something I'm missing? I can't figure it out. Honestly, I can't figure this out. Okay, you've changed the locks. Oh, you, believe me, I've done everything there is to do. You've put barbed wire up to keep them out. Not to keep the boys out, but their friends, because there's an electronic gate. And if they don't have the combination, which I've changed the combination of the, the, the gate many times, they crawl over the wrought iron, which is low enough to step over. So I just finally figured that the only way I don't have to check it at night is I know they can't climb over that barbed wire up there. They could, but don't necessarily. So you got razor wire on there like no, in a I prison. Wire, I mean, yeah. come on, guys. What, which one of you said, I, I want to be clear whether they want me out or not? That was you? So you're unclear about this? Yes. <laughs> I'm not unclear that itineraries are put differently because every time they're upset at him, I get an eviction notice and I get kicked out. I'm more than willing to cooperate to pay them rent to help them out around the house to do everything I can. And I respect them every day for what they do and what they, uh, what they do for me, you know what I mean? But, but you don't. But they just react to me for his actions. I mean, they kick me so out. So he does it and they get on to you. Yeah, but then they say move out and then the next day he comes crying, I don't want you out, I want him out. He's the problem. Are you the good twin? I mean, that's the way I would put it. <laughs> the are better you, twin. Are you the bad twin? It switches roles, honestly. 
As yeah. we grow older, it changes, it flip-flops. Look, no money's being paid, no rent, no overhead, no use of tools, garages, storage, anything. Are the boys making money and not telling their parents? We're going to talk about all of that. We're just going to do some math when we come back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with lips and ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. Tomorrow on an all-new Dr. Phil, Shanda Cher was murdered by four teenage girls. They stab her, smash her face in, they beat her head in with a tire iron. She was alive when they set her on fire. The last word she was heard to speak was mommy now one of the killers is out of jail you all know she is here a mother comes face to face for the first time with her daughter's murderer then on tuesday the intervention is about to begin your family just wants to say a few things leave me alone you're holding me hostage this is called kidnapping i'm seriously about to start swinging that's tuesday their hobby is drifting Drifting is basically about sliding the car sideways at anywhere from 60 to 80 miles an hour. The movie came out fast and furious of where it really started. When we buy and sell cars, we'll buy one for $2,500 and we'll sell the car for $13,000. Now do our parents see that money? No, because we don't want them to see it. We're selfish, like we want to spend it on ourselves and like the cars. I don't even have a place to park my own car because Andrew was working on a car in the garage and the garage is totally annihilated. Welcome back to the Twilight Zone. Karen and Rex say their 24-year-old twins, Andrew and Justin, are big-time moochers. They say the boys beg, borrow, and even steal from them just so they can relax, live rent-free, work on cars, and practice drifting, their favorite sport. Okay, do you want them off of your property? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. clearly. Yes. Clearly. You gave them an eviction notice. That's pretty clear. <laughs> huh? Yes. This is to notify, this one was for Andrew, you also gave one to Justin. They are identical, yes. Yeah. You must leave the premises by no later than March 15th, 2011. Furthermore, there shall be no car repairs on the upper property beginning in, on February 13th. Now, all cars, car parts, inside and outside the garage shall be removed, et cetera, et cetera. It just goes on and on. Very clear. There will be no negotiating, don't ask. So, and you say you just want it to be clear, do they want you gone or not? I'm fully capable of moving out. I have more than enough cars and stuff that I can move and uh, sell to move out. I can sell any one of those cars. I put them up on eBay. I have offers. I can move out same day. No sure. problem. So you can sell stuff and afford to move. I can sell one car and move out. Just one. Just one. Of the many. And move yep, out. No problem. Be out in 24 hours. Okay. So, what, what do you say? What do I say? You going with him? I don't have the same amount of investments in my cars. 
They're not really assets, so. He has no money. He has no way to move out. How do you move someone out with they don't have any money or they don't have a normal job, you know, that you can count on? I mean, the eviction process, everyone says just move them out, ask them to leave. Really, how do you do that? You can't have the sheriff come because they, they'll threaten you. And, I mean... Who will threaten you? Well, the boys have informed me that if, you know, if they do that, that that's the end of our family. They'll never see me again and all that. But I can live with that because I'm sure that's just talk. And if it is, fine. So be it. But they don't have any money. How would they so move out? So who threatened you that? Which one said that? The good twin? No, I'm, I'm thinking they... <laughs> <laughs> There is no good and bad. They truly do identically take turns. Yeah, they flip and fall. And that's been the hard part. They can be Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. They can come and be so sweet and, and, then, and then in a moment's beat, don't talk to me. I don't have time. I'm busy. Can I help you with something? And so it's just been very confusing. I mean, we're not 30 years old anymore. We don't know how to deal with this. But when you say just move them out, how do you get them to move out? They won't go. They don't have any money. They, they do. He just told you. He can sell one car and be gone in 24 hours. Those are hours. words that I've I heard bet. for three years. I, I did that, though. I did that, like, to, what was it, three weeks ago. He doesn't and you said, no, you don't have to. You, you didn't allow me to. We, we already arranged that, and I showed you. And Andrew, I didn't put it on say eBay. that. We already had everybody had the money set. Yeah, you just I don't didn't agree do it. with that. If these guys went out and they rented a warehouse somewhere, mm -hmm. or they, they had space in a garage, or they made a deal with somebody, that person would expect them to follow the rules, pay their bills, pay their utilities. I mean, they would, that's how, that's how grown-ups do business. Grown-ups don't do business with no overhead, no utilities, no nothing, and then disrespect the landlord on top of that. You are, these boys will never get traction as long as you continue to empower them to abuse you. And, and I don't get what you mean when you say, uh, how, do, how do we move them out? What Andrew's saying here is that he said this to you, and then you get, you get, you chicken out. You go, well, no, I, I don't want, I'll feel bad. No, I'll, that's not I'll, true. Well, that's what he's saying. I know, that's what he's saying. I'm probably the culprit in that. It's because they're boys, they're my sons. Right. They just don't want to take a hold of life. They just, I don't know what they're afraid of. I don't know what the deal is. I mean, how's that? Working and have a job making $18 an hour when I was 17 years old. I had my own home. I had a family. I had everything. I don't understand where this is coming from. What are they afraid of? I don't understand. What are you afraid of? Are, them are, are you afraid that they can't make it? No. Opposite. I think if they could just get out, I know they would flourish and they'd go, oh my gosh, why didn't we move out when we were 17? They are talented, brilliant. They know how to run a business. Once they get out, Dr. Phil, I know they're going to think that way. Do Hard. you think it's going to be easier when they're 30? That's why I'm here. I mean, doesn't this need to happen now? Yes. You can do it with them or you can do it to them. They're deciding that you're going to have to do it to them because yes. they won't go. Right. Now, you, you guys say you get mixed messages from them. Do you want us to go or do you not want us to go, right? I'm very clear. That's it's not, not me. It's not mixed. It's clear. But they just... It's clear they, they want you to it's go? It's clear they don't it's enforce clear. it. Why do they need to enforce it? Which I'll talk about in a minute, because that's real easy to do. But why do, if, if, you, if you know that your parents don't want you there at age 24, why do they need to enforce it? Is it not clear? They need to enforce it. It's not clear. They need to enforce it to make it clear. They are comfortable with us staying there because I help them around the house and take care of stuff. 
You mean they're not like normal parents? I wish they were younger. They could participate in our lives, but they don't. You know what I mean? You wish they were younger. Uh, they could participate. They don't do anything with us. Like we ask them to go places, they won't. Okay. But you I mean, wish other than they that, were younger. Phil, other than that, I'm sure they wish that. they were younger. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right? We do. If they made it clear and they cut their heart, their strings, their heart loose, I would move out. No problem. We still love you. We just want you to move out on your own. That's not a problem. Just tell me. Don't hug me and say, oh, I don't want you to move out. I just want him out. Don't say that. Say, I want you out. That's it. Does, it. does it hurt your feelings that they want you to go? Why are you emotional about it? <laughs> Looking at them. <laughs> what about them? They're just emotional because he started it. Do you think they want you to go? Yeah, I'm, I'm totally for going. I just have to have the means financially to do it. Okay, but you can... You, you can go get a, 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 a small apartment and a job. A place, like, I'd rather have a, like a mobile home with like not even half an acre just to where I can work my own. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur just like I followed in his footsteps. I don't do well working for people, other people. If you want to be an entrepreneur and you, and, you, and you want to deal with cars, that's great. If you can afford it, have at it. If you can't, you get an exciting job in food service if you have to. But do something to stair-step your way up to it. You deal with reality. My advice for this family, and a little look at what this is all costing when we come back. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. For eight years... Have you remained drug-free during this pregnancy? We've watched her... I've been drug-free. Alexandra... Struggle with her life. You think you're addicted to oxycodone? I'm not gonna answer that. For eight years... I'm not proud of that, Mom! He has battled addiction. He tested positive for heroin. And overcome the odds. Fine, I'm ready. Now, two of Dr. Phil's most famous guests come together for the most important hour of television this year. The intervention is about to begin. Hey, I'm Brandon. I know, I've been there. The sweat, the depression, how bad you feel when you don't have your pills. I need my sister in my life and you need me. You're not a part of my life. I am. No, you're not. My husband is in denial. I'm going to call the cops. Leave me alone. Alexandra and Brandon, The Intervention. I'm seriously about to start swinging. Tuesday. My sons are not only mooching off us and manipulating us, but they're ruining our marriage. I don't know who Karen and I are anymore. Rex and I fight daily about the boys. It's made us angry at each other. And it's, and it's not even about us. Karen feels that I should be man enough to make them move out. They've taken away his manlyhood. They have. His self-esteem and his confidence and his image is shot. I know that she feels that I should be able to get them out. I should have been a better father or I should have I've come up with something that, that I just didn't have. It just fell down around my ears. I don't know. I really want for us to be alone and have a normal life. Our kids should not be living with us at 25. Well, I'm here with parents, uh, Karen and Rex. Andrew and Justin are here, the twins. Tell me what you're thinking and feeling. It just seems like a hard push. It, it, um, it should be done with dignity and, and things without 
force, I don't feel like forcing it to happen. I mean, you can have an eviction service, you could have sheriffs, you could have this done the hard way, but it seems logical, so they're brilliant. They just, they just need to understand that it's just time. So it's just time. Why do you give yourself permission to be so disrespectful of these two? This, I mean, I don't know about the disrespectful part because I really have to learn that topic as it is because I'm a growing young man, so I've got years to learn it, and if it takes a long time, then I just have to wait for it to happen. You have to wait for what part to for happen? For me to learn the respect. It takes years to learn that. It doesn't just happen overnight. Well, but you're 24. You've had 24 years. And I can so. choose to progress slower if I'd like to. You if can... it takes me 10 more years to mature than a normal person, that's totally cool. That's kind. That's fine. Okay, that's fine for you. Seriously, it is. If that's what you want to do, it is. But it, you don't ha that's not your agenda. No. You are not helping this young man by allowing him to stay there. I, I understand You are that. not helping him. You need to man up. Yeah, that's what she tells me. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you, you need to man up. I mean, that is a belligerent attitude. You know, you say it very calmly. You, you say it very calmly. You say, well, you know, some people mature more slowly, and if I choose to do that, so if I choose to heap 10 more years of disrespect on these people, that's my right. It's your right to grow at whatever pace you want to. It is your right to say, I will not subject myself to this. I mean, this is, this is elder abuse. This is elder abuse. You are being abused. And you need help with that. You need help with that. But you have the right to the peaceful coexistence in your home with your wife. Karen right. and Rex say they're not sure how much they spent on the twins. They may be surprised because we did some math on this over the last seven years. And th these are just estimates. But Justin's mooching, well, he, he borrowed school tuition, $3,000, school books, $500, electricity for nine months in college, $1,350, rebuild for a total car, $3,800, Ticket for an impounded car, $700. Junker car for work, $2,850. $200 in food per month for seven years is $16,800. Borrowed for cell phone bill, $300. I mean, it goes on and on. So his total, $29,300. Andrew, car payment for truck in 2009, $9,000. Attorney fees for unknown ticket, $2,500. $100 in food per month for seven years, $8,400. Oral surgery for wisdom teeth, $2,100. Borrowed a week ago, $350. Insurance for car, $150. His total, $22,500. Combined, you're losing $800 a month that you could be renting that, that space for, right? Yeah. Seven years, $67,200. $350 a month for utilities, $29,400. 125 a month for TV, 10.5. It goes on and on and on. And then you add in the house that you bought. We're talking about a half million dollars here. We're I talking about a half million dollars. I could retire. <laughs> I just thought it was around 2,000 a month to keep them there. This is what I, just yeah, well, my we numbers. Just, we did the math, $449,800. It's just an estimate. Cut it in half, you got a quarter million dollars. If they are talented, if they do have skills, they, they could have a business here. Absolutely, absolutely true. 
but they never will so long as they're living like teenagers <laughs> with their parents. Yeah. Let me tell you how to do this, because you know, I've been doing this for like 35 years. I would do it the simplest way possible. And I think the simplest way to do is to sit down with these young men and say, okay, look, we are going to, we, we are going to put together a timeline for you, for you to be on your own. And, and, and we're going we're gonna to progress through this and we're going to have an action plan. Here's how it's going to work. You're, you're going to find this warehouse or this garage. You're going to do this. You, whatever you want to do, that's up to you. We're going to do that. And come date certain, you are gone. If you want what's best for these young men, because you're 69 years old, what are they going to do when you're not here? Don't you want them to learn to stand on their own? Now, of course. So you can help them. You can counsel them if need be. You can you can give them some advice or some help. You need to do that now. If you do everything for them and then one day you're not here, there's nobody to do it for them. Then they're really in trouble. I understand. You sacrifice your rights. You say right now I've got a problem. You don't deal with reality because the reality is you need these people right now, and you tell them to go themselves. Okay, that's not reality, my friend. That's not reality. But you don't have to underwrite your own abuse. Right. They've got to go. You came here because you want them to go. I then go. One of my fears is that I hear it from a lot of people that the kids come back home. They come back. They go out. You get them out. You help them I mean, out. We but haven't they always even gotten back. them out yet, so don't worry I, about that. I know, but that's... What... <laughs> that's a fear. But you, you, you don't let them come back. I don't want them. You, you don't let them come back. And, it's, and listen, I think it's okay to help them with the first place to stay. And if, if you need help like leasing a place, then help. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with investing in your children. But you invest in their progress, not in their stagnation. Okay? So I, I, I fully endorse, if you're having trouble financially, I fully endorse your helping him on a transition basis to have a place to stay and, and that sort of thing. But it's time limited. And at the end of that time, you, you see it's coming. You've you got to be prepared to take it over on your own. And if they need help in leasing a place or something, help out. Are we clear here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next, we're going to talk to three siblings who say their little brother's a full-time freeloader. Uh, he even took his niece's TV and sold it for gas money. Hey, he needed to get somewhere. What can he say? I mean, you got to do what you got to do, right? We'll be right back. George is a liar and a cheat and a thief. He has stolen things from family members. One day I went into my daughter's room and the TV was missing. How do you think I'm supposed to put gas in the car? Watches. I just wanted to wear the watch. A bike was missing. Uh, this is the first I've heard anything about me stealing a bike. One-third of Americans report having a moocher in the family, and my next guest says they've got a big one. 28-year-old brother George. Take a look. Everyone is fed up with my younger brother George. George is a mooch and a liar and a cheat and a thief. I don't ask for anything. They offer. I accept. We've all tried to help him out. I let George move in with me because he had nowhere else to go. George has lived with me three times. George stayed with me for four months. 
he laid around and didn't want to do anything. He acted as a parasite. He did absolutely nothing. All of us have had to kick George out of our houses. He didn't pay any rent. He's not been able to keep a job. We've had a, a lot of very bad luck. He'll work for a few weeks, and ultimately, he finds a way to get fired. He'll tell me it just ended. I don't believe that. George definitely lies. Since George doesn't have a job, he has stolen things from family members and pawned them for cash. I had to pawn this stuff to survive. When George was staying with me one day, I went into my daughter's room and the TV was missing. How do you think I'm supposed to put gas in the car? Our relationship is different because you've done what you've done to me. He's stolen a motorcycle helmet for me and pawned it. He's stolen watches. I just wanted to wear the watch. I guess in my brother's mind, I, I stole it. My daughter had a bike that was missing. And this is the first I've heard anything about me stealing a bike. I get blamed for everything. I trust George as far as I can see him, which isn't very far. I wouldn't want to trust him with money or the electronic things he would take. George has turned the entire family totally upside down. I don't think that any of them understand me at all for who I am. That y'all don't know me as I am. My brother is 28 years old, and he needs to grow up and be responsible. Well, OK. George, let me start with you here. How are you doing in the career field? Um, career field isn't working out too well. I have some things on my background that just prohibit me from getting a permanent, stable job. Like, like what? Uh, I have a possession of marijuana and a shoplifting charge. Mm -hmm. So what's the deal? Uh, well... You it, went to college for three yes, years, right? Yes, sir. Played football in college. Yes, I did. But you got kicked off the team. No, I didn't get kicked off the team. I just decided not to return to school because I couldn't play when I wanted to. And, and they wouldn't let you play when you wanted to because you had trouble getting to practice, right? Uh, yes. I had trouble getting to practice. Yeah, I played football in college, and that looked a lot to me like a job. I mean, we had a job every day. We showed up to school in the morning. You played football in the afternoon, and that was your job, right? But you didn't see it that way? Uh, while I was at the school on the grounds, I was able to do that. Uh, when I went home over the summertime, I was unable to go back and be there on time and be able to do that. Okay, so you say as long as you got a breath in your body, he's not going to be out on the street. That's what I said. He, okay. he's, he's my child. I mean, if he's out there and I don't know, I don't know what he's doing, I'm afraid that he's going to may do something that's going to get him hurt. George's siblings say he takes and takes and takes and never gives back. We're going to find out why they're so worried uh, what he's doing to their mother. We'll be right back. Tomorrow. A story that made international headlines and shocked a small community to its core. It was a brutal slaying, the murder of 12-year-old Shonda Shera by four teenage girls. I just can't imagine what she went through. You know what they did to your sister. They stab her, they smash her face in, they beat her head in with a tire iron. She was alive when they set her on fire. Now, one of the killers is out of jail. We all know she is here. A mother comes face to face for the first time with her daughter's murderer. Why? Why did you do it to her? Tell us the truth. When she was pleading and begging for her life, what did you see in her eyes? 
one of the most powerful episodes in Dr. Phil history. The last word she was heard to speak was mommy. Tomorrow. Closed captioning provided by... like to purchase a tape or transcripts of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. George is always the victim. I get blamed for everything. It doesn't matter what it is. He wants to place blame on other people. My family is very judgmental. You take the avenue that you the victim. George makes excuses for everything. I feel like everybody is being hard on me. He always has an excuse. I don't feel that I'm being given a fair shake. Do you appreciate your mother? Yes, I appreciate her very much. You love her? Yes, I do. Now, you're on the kidney transplant list, right? Right. OK. And you've been down and been tested to see if you're compatible, right? Yes. You've been down and tested yes. to see you're compatible, right? You've been down and tested to see you're compatible, yes. right? Have you been down to? No, I haven't. Well, that speaks volumes. You got money for a medical disability, right? Yes. Where'd the bulk of that money go? I, I spent a lot of it on him, but not the bulk. I wouldn't say the bulk. Too much. More than, more than should have been, more than she should have spent. So you're medically sure. disabled, you're on the kidney transplant list, and you're taking money from your mother. Because you say, well, she's my mom. I mean, you, you, I, I you said, we asked she... you about it. We, we said, you said, my mom always wants to offer to help me with money, and I don't always say no, it's my mom. I don't know sometimes how much she has. I don't know, I say, mom, if, if you don't have it, you know, I'm okay, but maybe I can use like $20 to get some gas to go try to find a job. I'm sorry, I, maybe there's okay. something. I, I grew up really poor, mm -hmm. okay? And so when you're really poor, you understand if you don't work, you don't eat on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. I've been there, I understand that. Why don't you understand that? I mean, I do understand it. If I don't work, I don't eat, and I don't eat. You know, I don't, it's been times to where I haven't had a job, and. They're acting like she gives me money She's paid your rent for 12 day. months. 12 every months. Okay, why don't you get a job? I can't hold on to a stable job. Why, why not? Uh, that, I'm not sure. I mean... <laughs> I what do you mean? Do you, I'm, you, I'm not sure. I, I, I go, I work. You know, it just doesn't work out. Well, the number it of just, jobs in your area in 2009 increased by 121%. The unemployment rate there is way below the national average. I mean, you're in a place that has a pretty darn good economy. You can get a job, I mean, but you got to show up every day. You got to keep your mouth shut. You got to keep your head down and your tail up and do your job. I, mean, and then, I, I do that. Um, I, I know what the numbers say. But I, that's I really not why do. you get fired. I don't get fired. I don't. If I'm working with a temporary company, sometimes. The, the assignment ends. And, and, well, and sometimes I can't. that's but you, true. But you know what, though? If, if you're a good worker, I've worked temp jobs before. If you're a good worker, you're an asset to the organization, the temporary agency will find you another position because they get paid when you get paid. I mean, and I understand. All right, hang on. We've got to take a break. George's siblings all have something they want to tell him when we come back. DrPhil.com, brought to you in part by...
Our Timmy, he's not a pet, he's our baby. That's why we feed him natural and holistic dog food from Blue Buffalo. Because when you love him like family, you want to feed him like family. Travel consideration provided by... Dry, rough, cracked, Gold Bond Therapeutic Foot Cream. Penetrates the deepest layers like others can't. Look for the healing seal. Gold Bond Foot Cream. Serious relief for dry, cracked feet. Well, George is the youngest of four siblings. The older three say it's time to cut him off because all he does is take, take, take. Their mom says... She keeps helping him because she'd rather know where he is, because you're the mom, right? Yes, and I want to know he's okay. So are you going to have him come live with you? I mean, I don't plan on, on living with any one of them anymore, even if <laughs> I have to live out on the street. And that's good. I, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> plan My feelings on. are not hurt at all. I mean, so I you're okay if he doesn't stay with you? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be okay. Tough love. You'll be all right? You handle that? I think so. He has lived with you, exploited you, stolen from you. He's not appreciative of it. I mean, I'm very appreciative of everything that they've done for me. Very. Really? I just don't think that they, they feel that way because of the mistakes that I've made. I mean, I'm very appreciative. I appreciate everything that they've done for me. When you say mistakes, do you, do you say somebody opening their home to you, giving you a place to stay, and you stealing from them, would that be a mistake? Yes, that's a mistake. So that's what you mean by mistake? Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by okay. mistake. And, 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 and I know... You know, this may not be rational thinking, but I don't feel like that I've stole from them. Oh. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, so so if I so under take that, that watch off your arm and I give it back to you, did I steal it from you? You've taken things, but you gave them back? Yes. You just used them for I mean, a while? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know I, I know that Dr. that's Pierre, not... His definition not... of giving stuff back is me looking in his car, seeing stuff that he's taken out of my house, and me getting it back out of his car. <laughs> that's his definition of giving it back. And I tell him, I say, George, do not take anything out of this house without asking. Okay, okay. He'll come into my house, and half the stuff he got on, he got out of my closet. And I'm looking for it, and then he walk into the house with it on like it's just okay. Okay, I, I like some of the clothes you wear, so I might wear your shirt. Ask. Hey, ask. Say something. Are y'all feeling a little bit better down there? Feeling a bit better? <laughs> Look, there's a, very, there's a very simple thing here. We're not really here because y'all are planning on fixing him. What you want to do is for her to quit enabling him, right? Exactly. And, and listen, Mom, how you define help is, is an interesting concept. Because my definition of help is when you do something with or to someone and... They're better off, better prepared, better trained, better equipped after you do it than before. That's helping them. But you define help as giving whether it, it improves the circumstance or not. And that's not helping. So if, if you give him money, if you give him excuses, if, if you let him put something over on you, he's not better for that. You didn't help him. You just made yourself feel better because you were worried about him. But when I do it, I think he's going to be better. Well, but you've learned that that's not the case, correct? Well... If you, if you enable him in this way, you're crippling him to make yourself feel better. He needs to stand on his own two feet, and you're helping yourself and not him when you keep him from doing that. We'll be right back.
You can always stop by DrPhil.com 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There you'll discover more on today's show and learn life strategies. Well, I want to thank all of my guests today. And look, if you're part of the one-third of Americans who say they have a moocher in their family, somebody that is not pulling their own weight, go to drphil.com for advice and tips on how to deal with your mooching family member. And remember what I said. Help should be described as doing something where a person is improved by your doing it. So ask yourself, is what you're doing really improving the person you're doing it with, for, or to. Think about that. Thanks for being here. So long. I want to thank all of my guests today. And look, if you're part of the one-third of Americans who say they have a moocher in their family, somebody that is not pulling their own weight, go to drphil.com for advice and tips on how to deal with your mooching family member. And remember what I said. Help should be described as doing something where a person is improved by your doing it. So ask yourself, is what you're doing really improving the person you're doing it with, for, or to. Think about that. Thanks for being here. So long. Thank you.